Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. This month, as you probably have seen, we are welcoming couples into the Influential You studio for our month of celebrating the condition of life known as relationship. Each week, we'll be interviewing couples who have completed programs with us at Influential You to hear how their relationships have fared due to their study of transactional competence. Now, today we have a special treat because our couple is Danielle and Todd Brosart. Now, Danielle and Todd live in Denver, Colorado, and as you'll see, they're both incredibly astute learners. In fact, right before the show, they were telling me that they were paired up by a performer because he said, you guys both like to read, which sounds just like most of the performers I know. Todd is a producer personality and a licensed clinical worker, clinical social worker with his company, um, Mental Events. He's also the creator of the Daily Mindfulness Journal. And I use it every single morning and we're definitely gonna plug it later in the show so you can purchase your copy. Danielle is a performer and works as a sales enablement technology and operations training specialist with Twilio and an adjunct professor of communications. Now, they're both joining me today on the podcast, and I want to help make sure you help me uh, thank them for coming. So please welcome Todd and Danielle Brosart. Hey, guys. How are you? Hi, Josh. We're well. Thanks for having us. Oh, good, good. Now, Danielle, you're a little soft, so we're going to have to make you speak up. So you get to speak and do the first answer. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I heard that you might be having a baby at any moment. Is this true? This is very true. Any any moment. Well, probably, hopefully, in about two weeks. But yes. We're, okay, uh, well, cool. Well, just keep breathing, okay? Don't get too nervous. This is going to be a lot of fun. But tell me the story of how the two of you met. Yeah, Todd and I met um, through mutual friends, as Josh mentioned, and we were going to a Colorado Rapids game, which is a, the MLS team here in, in Denver, and uh, we just hit it off right away, and it, you know, as they say, it's been fun ever since. <laughs> you got yourself a Ted Lasso, is what, I, is yes. what it sounds like. <laughs> Todd, tell me, in your story, tell me the story now, from, from your point of view, how did, how did it go for you? <laughs> well... Admittedly, I was not trying all that hard uh, in the, the realm of looking for a relationship. I was pretty invested in friendships and traveling. And um, a friend of mine just said, hey, you know, there's this gal. She just moved here. She likes books. You like books. You like to read. What do you think? And, and I was kind of at a place of indifference. And I thought, yeah, what the heck? Didn't know who it was. And we sat next to each other on a bus out to the game. And she was a really easy laugh. And I could make her laugh. And I was like, there's something definitely here. I've benefited from performers my entire life without even knowing it. And uh, again, the, the story remains true. It's so cute. And I, I'm realizing as you guys are both speaking, I just needed better friends. That's really been my problem is that I just, I don't have good friends that are setting me up on dates. Now, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. Now you guys hit it off. I mean, you, you meet, you go to the soccer game. Danielle, what was the thing about Todd? Because I don't think you're that easy to make laugh. So I'd love to hear why you think, number one, he's so funny. And number two, what is it about Todd that really attracted you to him? 
That's such a great question. I think about Todd is completely himself and he always has been. And I think that's what I love the most about him is he is very astute when he talks, very kind to others, but he is always just himself. And I love that. He can be kind of goofy, kind of silly, especially in social settings. You know, he's not a performer, but he can kind of play that part if he needs to. And I just have found that uh, he's always that person. So we've been together now eight years and he has never changed from that person. And I'm really grateful for that because he's very grounding for me as a performer because I can be like all over the place, talking to everyone, doing all these things. And he is always like just kind of this solid guy who's there and it's really helpful for me. I've, I've actually got the, the, the privilege of being on his team at a couple things in conference. And he's definitely just that under like kind of that quiet, funny guy that like he yeah. has that one liner that he just kind of gets in there. And yeah. I'll say like six lines that I think are hilarious and it'll get like this kind of mid roar. And then he says one thing and it just goes off the charts. So that's, that's my experience. So I, I get it too. So Todd, now that, now that you've heard all of the great things about you, tell me all about why you love this critter known as Danielle. This is exactly why I wanted to do the podcast so I could hear more about why I'm so great. So, uh, <laughs> You know, Danielle has helped me more times than I probably care to admit, get out of my own way, get out of my own head. She gets helps me get to the point. She she speaks in story, but she reminds me ad nauseum the importance of relationships hmm. all the time. She's just really reminding me of that. Um, and, and I think through Influential You, just really seeing and appreciating the, the performer personality of why she loves to go out and do things and, and drag me along begrudgingly. Uh, my life has expanded in ways that I never would have imagined possible. So um, she is a, I was thinking about this, she really is a, the perfect glass of lemonade on a hot day. It's light and refreshing and I'm more of a peanut butter stout kind of guy, but. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so no, I mean, she's just, she's just added such levity and lightness to my life where as a producer, you need that. Hmm. Um, we can really stick down in rigor and, and determination. And I, I know that drives my wife nuts at times. Um, so that's, I, mean, I could go on and on, honestly. No, that's fine. Go ahead. We're, we've got like another 30 minutes. So you go ahead. Danielle and I are here for it. I know, right? Keep, keep, keep going. No, I often tell him, I think, to keep it simple. And that is something that we both have sort of, we try to live in that. You know, as a performer, I can be a little bit much. And as a producer, he can be, you know, in the weeds. So I think what we've been really, you know, one of our mottos lately has just been to keep it simple. That's so good. And for those of you who are listening, maybe it's your first time listening in. And you're like, what's this performer? What's this producer? We're going to get to it, but I'm going to make you hold on for a few more minutes because I need to find out how did you guys find out about Influential You? How did you even find us in your world? Where, where, did, where did we jump into the picture? Yeah, I'll start. Um, so Karina Christensen, who you've interviewed a few times, um, I had worked with her previously. And for a few years, she she often talked about, you know, influential you and the importance of it and how it's changed her life. And I was always very interested in it, but we weren't really in the place where we could really take action on it. And after the pandemic, and um, we had enough, a baby and I had lunch with Karina and we were just, we were having a really in-depth conversation. And she just said, I think this would be the perfect time for you guys to do this. 
um, and be part of this program, which is FOT, Fundamentals of Transaction. And I went home that day and I said to Todd, like, I think we need to do this. And he was, I don't know if I just caught him at the perfect time, but he was like, okay, let's do this. So we really signed up, I mean, within the, within the week. So, it, and it's, I think that was in um, 2021 and that has really changed our life ever since. Mm. So, and, and then Todd, I imagine that Danielle comes home, you know, with all kinds of fun things to do. And, and, and how did that, how did that land for you? Like, how did it, how did you hear it? If you can remember back then? Well, to give a little, little more context, we used to live in the same building as Ron and Karina. Yes. Okay. And, and Karina has this, this ability to float in and out of the elevator in and out <laughs> of the, the spaces of the building. And like, who is this person? What is she breathing that I'm I'm totally missing, and so there was such an affinity for both her and Ron, and and I remember saying to Danielle when she was pregnant, and had, we had the baby. I was like, "Gosh, we haven't heard from Karina a while." This thing called the pandemic happened, and Danielle came home and said, "I think we need to do this." And I basically was like, "Yes, I I don't even know what it is, but I'm happy to to say yes to it." I think a lot of that was was built on just the the proof, the social proof of Ron and Karina's life what they've continued to evolve into, what they've been able to create together, not just as individuals, but but, uh, but as a couple. And again, I think to what Danielle is saying, really caught us at the right time. I think if I had heard this years prior, I wouldn't have been ready. So it was a bit of providence, really. We really admire them. And I think that that shows, and that's why we basically were like, sure, we're in, let's do this. I love that. And I also, for those that aren't familiar with Ron and Karina's story, there are other podcasts. They were one of our first uh, guests on this month. So you don't have to go back too far in our podcast history to listen to theirs. But it's funny to me how similar I can see the dynamic between their relationship and you guys. We've got a performer that, you know, kind of floats around and is happy-go-lucky and happy to be there. And a, a producer that's also happy, but you can just kind of see that like the light comes, it kind of, Danielle, I hope you hear this the right way. The light kind of shines on you, reflects on Todd and comes to me. And so that's kind of a similar thing that I feel with Karina and Ron. It's it's really that funny dynamic. Now, before we get too far ahead, I, I'm going to do something that I've been doing this last month. Danielle, can you explain to me what a producer is? And then after you're done, Todd, can you explain to me what a performer is? Oh, yes. A producer for me is someone who really fulfills their commitments. So when I think of this, I always think of where does Todd fit into this because he's just such a producer to me. So he's really mindful of deadlines. He, a producer fulfills their commitments. They're really in this labor work in action. They are always just doing. And that's what I think of with Todd. He lives in this mood of determination and that is really a producer to me. I love that. And Todd? Yeah, trying to tie my wife down uh, with with a, a commitment can be a challenge at times. She is the balloon, I'm the finger with it tied onto. And um, so Danielle loves she just overvalues relationships sometimes to the point I'm in I'm I'm curious as to why, but she she really projects that that narrative, that that bubbly spirit and loves to bring people together and, and can really hear things that I think other personality types just do not, do not, you know, track in. So she, I think where, where she, she kind of comes down to the producer side a little bit into the objectivity world is she takes action quite a bit. I mean, that there's not much uh, 
effort to get her to do something, which is a real meeting of the minds for us. So, um, yeah, the narrative, the story, there's, I think that's one of the things we've been talking about recently is she can really live in a completely different world or narrative where I'm like, but the grass is just green. Yeah. You know, it's it's not the grass isn't the grass is too long. Well, well, just green. It's you know we'll get it done. It's not that big of a deal, and we'll move on. And and yet there's sometimes some worry about well what what will happen next. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Well, and and Todd, with your you know your your background with you know psychology, um, you could probably do this better than I could. But I'm I'm going to give a, a quick I guess a, a, for those people that aren't familiar. We really teach the four quadrant personalities in the sense that you've got your subjectivists or your inventors, you've got the opposite is true, the objectivists, the producers, and then you've got your constructivists, which are your performers, and your deconstructivists or your skeptics, which are your judges. And so you guys are, are similar, kind of on the same playing field in the sense of like you guys may be kind of on the, a similar hemisphere, but that idea of the, the narrative into kind of the work and action or the doing, the fulfillment uh, the activity, you really can be a really cool pair because you're having fun and you're getting things done. Is that kind of how you guys see things? It's like you bring the fun and then you bring the work or how do you guys kind of look at things uh, now through your transactional lens? Yeah, I think we do a really, what we've realized through going through these programs is that, you know, I, at, at first sight, I'm a per performer and at first sight, Todd's a producer, but Really, I kind of can lean, Marnie said to me once, you're like a four o'clock producer, four o'clock performer. And I thought that was perfect because I do kind of lean more in the producer. And Todd, we've realized, can kind of lean a little bit into judge, which mm -hmm. keep going around the transaction cycle. So it's like, what's nice is we kind of stay on that lower hemisphere of things, but we, we tend to know where we fall when like push comes to shove. And then when things go awry or as things develop in our life, we sort of move and evolve into other areas, which is nice. So we've learned a lot about that in the sense of how do we interact with each other, with other people as a performer, as a producer, but then in other ways, when I kind of fall into that producer, you know, aspect and Todd falls into that kind of judgy judge. Standards. Aspect. Love the standards. <laughs> Why are we doing this in this way? You know, how, how do we know this works? Um, I, yeah. I, I think yeah. well said. Yeah. And as we parents, it's really changed as well. Like we, you know, I've fallen more into that producer area because I needed to be more structured. That was just really helpful for us in the last three years of like, this is, I get stuff done this way. And so does Todd, but just in a very different way, but in, you know, but in the meeting of the minds of, of sorts. That's so good. It's, and it's really fun too, because I mean, for me, it, just going back to how we started, you know, your personalities really show. And Todd, I, you'll probably remember this because it was a few minutes ago when Danielle said that she wasn't going to be talking much on this podcast. And boy, <laughs> she is. This is great. You're doing I great. So let's let's ask this question. Does understanding kind of that transactional personality help with kind of the way that you guys communicate or the way that you guys move and how? And I'll let you guys decide who can answer first. <laughs> Well, in terms of like how well we communicate, you're saying? Just yeah. How do, how, does, how does it, has it improved anything in your relationship? Has it helped? I mean, I, I feel we've really kind of cut to the chase much quicker. Um, mm -hmm. So the meeting of the minds has actually become a deliberate practice. 
the invitations have become a deliberate practice. Um, I could go into the contract being a deliberate practice. What, what I think we have benefited from in doing this work and continuing to be curious about our aims and our ethics is I think we've learned and we've benefited from having the fast pass at, that you would have at like Disneyland. We, we can kind of anticipate breakdowns pretty quickly of like, there's going to be a problem in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I can sniff it out already. Mm-hmm. And, and we've had the benefit of, of having a meeting of the minds more often than not, of articulating what those breakdowns are, and then having a fast pass to kind of skip ahead where I think a lot of people would languish in bickering, you know, scorekeeping, hostage holding, that you should know you should be doing this or you should do this and it shouldn't even be. Like, I think we really, not that we ever really did that, mm-hmm. but that's, that's a real rare occasion for that to happen. And that is in part knowing our transactional personalities, knowing where, to some degree where we're at, or at least trying to understand where we're at in the transaction cycle. Um, you know, with, with respects to contract, I think one of the things we've talked about is who, who do we intend to become as not just a people, but as in a relationship and also as a family. And, and then even talking with our, our son in a way that is giving him options, sculpting and molding options for him versus just kind of, I don't know, being a free-for-all. So that's, that's initially where my mind goes, and I could go so far into the weeds on that that I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I'll prime you a little bit more to, um, as just before I do that, Jeff Miller, who's one of our favorites, said, uh, well said, Todd, about the fast pass analogy, less drama, fewer breakdowns, more satisfaction, et cetera. Um, I love that too, because you mentioned in the show notes that you've learned to get her attention, uh, which I know for myself as a performer, getting my attention can be a full-time job. And it's also kind of predictable when that mood moves into some sort of annoyance. Would you talk more about that? Well, I, one of the invitations that I think we actually volley back and forth quite a bit is, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to be right or do you want to solve the problem? Hmm. And there's two, in, in terms of falling on the sort of conceit and indifference and naivete, it's like, well, I don't, I presume to have an answer. We need to assess better in order to reinvent and just speed them, some of these things up. Before we do that, we got to slow way down. So it starts by just having the invitation of, there's a whole degree of that I've been practicing on my wife. She has no idea that I've been doing. But do you, you know, what what is our what is our aim here? And measuring our activity against that aim. That that has been as as simple as that sounds, that's been gold for us. Yeah. yeah. Is this right. really lining up with the, the we we intended to become or the us that we want to be? And if it's not, then well, there's probably some ego and conceit that needs to be shrunk down quite a bit. Hmm. Well, and Danielle, um, now we get to just talk about that guy over there. Now, y- you probably learned a little bit more about that mood of determination and how he gets things done. What have you learned kind of on that aspect on how to kind of understand that producer personality? Yeah. So before we did this, I always was just like, gosh, he just like gets in the weeds all the time and can really ruminate on things, go over and over and over things. Like I said, I keep saying, can we just keep it simple here? Like, what are you trying to get? What's the point of all of this? Because he can go on and on, you know, love it. But that's just when he's in a project, he's really into it. So I think that's been really helpful for me to see that this is just 
the way he works, he's going to work through it. He's going to get through it. He's going to work really hard to do these things and that he needs me. I think it's really helpful to basically pull him out of that and say, okay, let's look at this from a different perspective here. And I think it's made me appreciate his personality type because sometimes it could be like, gosh, let's just move on. You know, I'm more of the like, get it done. And he wants to be like, he gets it done right. Or, mm. <laughs> you know, it just, it's the way it is for us. And I think it's been helpful for um, both of us to see like, this is really the way he works. And that I need to be a little bit more patient sometimes with that, because that's not necessarily the way I work, because I'm more of the, like he said, I kind of float in, I get it done. It's good enough. I do it as I can. And then I kind of float out. And whereas he's really there and he's doing it correctly and he's doing it well. So that's been um, helpful for me to see and to be able to be more patient as well with his, uh, with his projects and things that he's working on. It's really good. And it, to me, you know, knowing the two of you the way that I do and the way that I do is I have, I've talked a lot with Todd and D Danielle and I took a class together. Um, and to me, it's you guys are both really empathetic. You guys both seem to really, really, truly care about each other um, on a, a deeper level than I see a lot of couples. But, you know, with your backgrounds, um, you're both very educated. And Todd, with what you do for work, I feel like empathy wouldn't be a very difficult thing for the two of you. But do you feel like it's even gotten better after you did the program? Can you tell me maybe a little bit of what it was like to empathize with her before and then what it's moved to? And then same question for you, Danielle, after Todd's done. I don't find that I'm lost mm -hmm. in a story of irritation for why this performer just does not want to like throw as Kirkland says, a little cement on an idea. Like, I just, I just want to get an answer from you. I just, and, and I, I've come to just not really get tripped up on that anymore. Like the maybe is it could go either yes or no. And I'm, I'm not really too butthurt about that. I'm just like, okay, well, I need to work on my invitation a little bit better. I need to draw her in a little bit better. I need, I need to, to really get her attention. Um, and, and, so I, I guess that's to, to some degree, um, but I think we really do love coming together and just mm -hmm. talking about nothing. The pillow talk, I mean, the, the, it's the, the small moments that we've always enjoyed doing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say I've, I've always prided ourselves in our communication with each other, but this has taken it to another level of things where it's like, we were always good at communicating. We weren't necessarily the, the people who fought a lot but this has made it so our conversations are more robust and if we are not having a meeting of the minds and i need to find a way to empathize or understand him we have that kind of background and knowledge to do it in a better more efficient way and and at this point in our lives like right we have young a young child he's almost three we're about to have another one it's like this has made it so much easier for us to communicate with each other and really you know i don't know if we've mentioned this before too but it was you know, we really have a better idea of what our aims are and what we're working towards. And so it's like, okay, we know that, I know Todd's gonna get lost in the weeds, but I understand that this is an important project or whatever that he's working on. And that's where we are right now today. And that it's, you know, and we know how to communicate that to each other better than we ever have before. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge both of you in a second. I told you I wasn't going to, I'm a lying liar. I'm so sorry, but if you're just joining us, Danielle and Todd Brosart are with us today. Um, we're actually going to flash Todd's company up at the bottom of the screen. 
so you can kind of see his. He's got a daily mindfulness journal that I really love. I use all the time, every morning, little uh, little white uh, like cream colored uh, leather bound. It's wonderful and I highly recommend it. Uh, so you can go and see all this stuff there on the dailymindfulnessjournal.com. Now, here's how I'm going to challenge you. Now, Danielle, I believe your master's is in communication. Is that so? It is, correct. Okay. Yes. And Todd, you're a clinical psychologist, correct? Um, or am I saying it wrong? Clinical social. You guys kind of have that skill set already. You've already honed it. I, I imagine that it's – how is it better? Is it is it better because – you've started actually thinking through the other person, like you actually took the time to really get in their world. What really, like if you dug in a little bit deeper, take me to the next level is why is it really better? Wow. <laughs> That's a good Look question. at you. <laughs> putting, Pulling out things. Putting me on the spot. <laughs> why is it better as in knowing our, our collective uh, transactional personalities? Sure. Like how, how did the program actually take it to another level? Cause I love hearing it, but give yeah. me some concrete examples. Give me something that maybe before and after a, a, something like that. Well, one way that we really benefited from FOT fundamentals of transaction was um, I can't remember specifically what module it is. Hope so forgive me, uh, John and Kirkland and Marnie and, and you as well, Josh, <laughs> but just really articulating the aims. I think it's eight. The ethics. Mm. Look at you. <laughs> aims, ethics, and then really doing some not uh, doing some work that is confronting. Mm -hmm. How much money do you got? How much money do you need? And then how are we going to communicate about that? We had some really long conversations. I, I think it was really neat to do this program together. And I would highly recommend anyone to do it with their partner if they can for that week in specific for that week specifically, like was really special, like really important for us because we had some hard conversations. And I felt like after that, we were like, okay, we have a better idea of where our money stands. We have a better idea of what our goals are and what we're really working towards and our health goals and things like little things that you wouldn't really think about, but they're big things, they're huge things. And so I think that, yeah, I do think that week or that module in particular was such a turning point for us. I felt like it made it, um, I look at that that module as being something that really shaped a lot of what we're doing now. And that was obviously back in 2021. So it's really, you know, two years later, we're still thinking about it. We're still talking about it. We're still bringing it up. Are we meeting these goals um, that we've set for ourselves? And I think that that has really helped us. I had someone say to me uh, two weeks ago, do you, like I was talking about aims and being able to articulate like, what my wife wants. And someone said, do you, like you actually talk about that? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so painfully obvious, but if you can't say what your partner wants or even what you want, well then how would you know what they want? And and I think when we what we've really taken some time to to study as well as practice and then play uh, with is the transaction cycle. That is, I think on, on one level of understanding and then to put that into practice, eventually over time, things start to reveal themselves. And you don't know when, you don't know where or how, but eventually some things start to spark creativity. And we've now been able to plan for things that have revealed themselves that we, we wouldn't have even thought about. Mm -hmm. So I, I to, to get into the weeds a little bit, we've really spent, I think collectively up in the invent 
it, we've really started to take a lot of possibilities out because that's we've only been really just nose to the grindstone on getting diapers changed and you know getting the career stuff going and and then using that to kind of walk our way around over to measure facts like what are your facts what are my facts do we come to the same conclusions how might we be off and and then you know really assessing and inquiring in order to reinvent and i think that's really what we've been practicing through just talking like the words coming out of our mouth deliberately and and never would have done that to right. that to that degree to that focus had it not been for something like this well, what I'm hearing is kind of a shared language, right? Like it's 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 knowing your aims and understanding hers, but also sharing where you are in kind of the pursuit of those aims and sort of aligning yourself so that you're both on the same page at the same time. Is that a, a good way of kind of summarizing what you just said? Perfectly said, right. And, and well, I think right now we don't really have the time in our lives to really go around, you know, spend a lot of time on this. So it's been an, also an efficient way to have these conversations where I feel like now we're like, okay, are, what are we doing and working towards and how is that aligned with some of our bigger goals? And I mentioned we have young kids, so it's not like we have, you know, ample time to be sitting around we the dinner none. table, you know, talking <laughs> about these things. So this has helped us become more focused on those things and really having a better idea of what we're working towards and why we're doing it. And so that's been really helpful. I mean, all that to say, like when I come up from work, and and Danielle's already you know doing the all the preparation and, and meal prep and then making a dinner and our three-year-old son is just you know having the time of his life it's I think one of the other things that we've we've really learned to do even though it was already there through the transaction cycle and knowing each other's personalities asking and making offers for help is just to be there mm -hmm. to really be with each other and be present um, I had a pretty bad accident, not accident, but an injury in 2019. My wife stayed pretty much every night with me in the, uh, the hospital for, for a month. And that, I don't think that's ever escaped us since mm -hmm. 2019 of like, this is a gift. Mm -hmm. you, you do not have a luxury of time. What is your legacy? That, that has been deep in my mind uh, since doing this work too. Of like, what are you creating? Mm -hmm. What are you creating together? And are you truly present while you're, you know, picking up taco meat off the floor because your son just cannot get that taco in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, this has made things just, you know, we understand a little bit deeper what we want and why we want it. Mm -hmm. <sighs> That's all. That's all. Thank you so much for that hot seat. Now we're going to go back to the easy question. Softballs back to you guys. That was wonderful. Now, do you guys find that you get along better with, you know, family, friends, colleagues, since studying together i mean tell me about the unit that is danielle and todd when you're out in you know public and and doing things as a group like do you find that you're just able to move much more easily with friends families colleagues things like that what is public not doing a ton of socializing no i i would say yes of course i think we have a better understanding and i think we've become more particular about how we spend our time and who we spend our time with and you know in the best way i think it's just made it where we know you know those people that fill us up versus those ones that are more draining and this has sort of brought that to light for us but also we can understand other people who may not be doing this work or you know part of this so it it's been eye-opening in the sense for us in the last few years of like 
why we do this and and sharing it with people and that sort of thing. So, and anything else? Well, I'm I'm smiling because I'm remembering Josh uh, took you out to dinner over annual conference <laughs> and you shared something with me of that it just such a great tactic of okay <laughs> you know okay so i think there's a less there's less like getting involved in someone else's narrative or worldview that is completely current driven and not not based on reality and i think that we are, are better at protecting uh, our own health our own relationships mm -hmm. how we spend time who we spend it with and if someone is just yapping at us about something, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. all right, yeah. You you do you. We'll, we'll stay over here and in, in facts and judgments and and um, <laughs> go on. So good, and I will have to, Daniel. Thank you so much. Todd and I got two dinners together, and we had some of the best rigatoni yeah. we've ever yeah. had. And Todd looks down at his phone and goes. Oh, I'll call her back. I'm just kidding. He didn't do that at all. He didn't do that at all. It was really fun, but it was it was so fun because to to clarify what Todd was talking about, sometimes it's it goes back to what you guys said earlier. Do you want to be right, or you know what do you, what do we what's our aim here? Because I find that a lot of times that pride that I have is holding me back in my relationships because I want to be right, and that's really not not the point, you know, in in a lot of cases. So just being able to say okay, and just letting someone else go with what they're doing is, is sometimes more valuable. Um, now I'll, I'll kind of end the, the interview this way. I'd love to learn something from you guys, single guy kind of, you know, what would you tell somebody, I guess, that was kind of newer in the relationship, even younger than you, you guys are our youngest couple that we've had on. What have you learned eight years marriage? I think probably a, a year or so dating. What, what would you tell a kind of a new couple when it comes to, how to work with each other, or you guys can kind of go wherever you want. Teach me something uh, about relationship. Well, we've been married five years, and I only say this because Todd really took his time to make sure that, like, no, I'm just kidding. I say that as a producer because he really, he needed to, you know, get all things. I had to make sure done. my assessment <laughs> and standard was set such where I had enough proof. Yeah, no. Uh, I think it just, for me, what this has really brought to light is just this idea of communication and communicating in, a, in the right way about the things that matter to you. And I think, like I mentioned before, we were always, I thought, good at communicating with each other, but now even more so because we have those important conversations. And I think for you or for anyone, I think the most important thing would be we've really prided ourselves on our communication over the years. And I think it's continuing that. And it's continuing to have those important conversations. And as they evolve, you know, right now we're embarking on becoming a family of four. And I think things are going to shift and change and evolve. And it's continuing to communicate with each other in the most valuable way that we can. And if it's even those small snippets of time that we find at dinner, which, you know, I wish there was more time, but there's not right now, but that'll come with time. So that was my first thought is continuing our communication. To, yeah, to add to that, I mean, the, the value of reciprocity, co-constitutive relationships, really understanding, like, what is my cost? What is my cost? And, and really being open to studying that is invaluable to a relationship because you have one. And if you're unwilling to, to assess your own 
cost, you are going to be liable in, in creating good, wholesome reciprocity. So to anyone who's doing fundamentals of transaction, I wish they everyone would mm-hmm. with with a with a partner or, or whomever that that's you know even family members mm-hmm. just study your cost. Stop looking at everybody else as the problem or the environment as the problem. You are an aspect of the environment, and in order to become more reciprocal, we we have to kind of again know like is this person and their aim someone I want to spend my time and share it with. You know, I, I really having to get out of my own head and, and, and understand someone else's worldview, um, a plug for sympathetic imagination from the annual conference. That was so, so amazing. So that that's where I would say is just your own conceit, own it, mm-hmm. study it and become less costly. That was so well said. Teehee, I'm going to make sure in the booth you mark that one because I want that clip so bad. I could hear John Patterson jump two story like two rooms away like that was great and well said i really enjoy that um i guess i'd like to kind of end this way we don't do this a lot but todd would you please like just plug your book for us you guys have a growing family i want to make sure that we do our job to make sure that you sell some of those books would you be uh, open to or to go ahead and put the uh the link there and then todd tell us a little bit about the the daily mindfulness journal yeah and i cannot wait for your your field notes because i'm sure there's a plenty coming my way <laughs> We are in we're in a place of of testing with the daily mindfulness journal. Really, what we're looking at is how do I take a look at my mental filter with a mirror that's reliable? If I can't see my mental filter, how am I ever going to change? And so, the daily mindfulness journal is a is working off the science of psychological flexibility, helping you become more mindful, but also really committing to the things that are of of, of value and, and and what matter creating more of a life that's in alignment with that and measuring our activity against what matters. So the Daily Mindfulness Journal is going to teach you a process, a system to really, I think what we're talking about here is going from being right to living a life that's more in alignment with values and what's working. And what's coming after this, this is just kind of part one, but we're moving into the Daily Mindfulness Lab. And I've been through my map journey testing and validating, inventing, reinventing with a lot of my stakeholders who are doing the work that you've been doing, uh, but have been doing it through a more co-constitutive relationship. So um, if anyone's interested in growing, you have to be willing to be wrong about something. And that's what this Daily Mindfulness Journal is really about. That's really good. It's so good. And um, I, I can't say enough about it. I can't say enough about the two of you and having you guys in my life. So thank you so much. Uh, for that even jeff miller who's watching on the podcast who's a judge he even said yeah that was a mic drop by todd so even if he liked it man it must have been really good thank you guys so much for being on um i'm going to take us out uh, and i'll look forward to talking to you guys after the show uh so for those of you uh, that are listening and maybe this is the first time that you've heard of influential you if you'd like to know more about us you can go to influentialu.global and you can explore our courses consulting and conferences we offer a four-year curriculum for those seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're new to Influential U, we recommend that you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Now, Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace. Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims even faster. Your membership also includes chat access to faculty 
plus discounts to our transformative conferences that Todd was mentioning just a minute ago. You can sign up today and I'll give you a secret code. So don't tell anyone this code, but this code is just for you that's listening right now. The promo code is 20 off. That's 20OFF. I'll give you a second to write it down. 20 off, 20OFF. And that's my special discount to you for 20% off of your monthly subscription. That coupon code again, 20 off, 20OFF. Now we're feverishly working on next week's podcast and I hope you'll join us, but I'm really excited because you're going to really enjoy Moira Clay and Paul. It's going to be a wonderful podcast and I can't wait for you to watch it. Thank you so much for listening today. Each week we stream live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube so you can easily share this podcast with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any place that you get your podcasts. You can check out our show notes for links to connect with our guests, plus links to websites, books, special downloads we may have talked about on today's episode, like the Ron and Karina episode we had a few weeks ago. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and members all around the world. With a special thanks to our in-studio producer, Michael Teehee, our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, and contributions from John Patterson, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, and Liz Smiley. And a big old special thanks to our guest, Danielle and Todd, and their new baby that I'm really hoping is either named Josh or David, but I, I haven't told him my middle name yet. So thank you three for being on the podcast. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology, LLC in Ventura, California. This episode was recorded on March 7th, 2023, and the podcast theme is by Chris Standring entitled Fast Trained Everywhere. If you haven't yet offered a rating or review, take a moment to just go ahead to iTunes or your podcast app and let us know what you think. It really helps the podcast more than you know. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Influential You podcast. Thank you.